Okay, guys, I'm not gonna lie. I'm so obsessed with this interview that I did with Michelle B. Oh my god. Like, if you want to do YouTube, like, this is pure gold. Like, this episode, we talked about all things YouTube in such detail, with so much value, with so much, like, just inspiration, motivation, actionable steps. Michelle gave the best advice ever. And she's just generally like, she's obviously a very successful YouTuber, right? She has two amazing channels. But what makes her so amazing really as a YouTuber is that she is so unique, right? And she is so passionate about, you know, creating different vibes and moods and styles with her videos and she is so she's like such a good role model for you know making your videos different and shining bright online as I like to say it or on YouTube by being your most authentic self and by really using all of those amazing tools like you know editing and filters and fonts and b-roll and everything to really create your most unique online presence right and that's why I'm so passionate about YouTube because it gives you all of those amazing tools so in this podcast episode we talked about all things YouTube we talked about how long it actually takes to you know see results on YouTube how do you decide and define a niche when you really have a hard time to you know, limit yourself and, you know, you, you want to talk about so much, like how do you actually find your niche? How do you create this really unique video style that makes you stand out from everyone else? How do you film videos when you don't have a lot of time? Like how long does it take to film videos? What are the best time-saving tricks, right? We also talk about like income streams, monetization. We talk about trends. We talk about you know, how to stay relevant whilst still being unique and doing different things. And we also talk about the future of YouTube. So is it too late to start a YouTube channel? And, you know, how will YouTube evolve? And honestly, I'm so grateful to Michelle that she came on here and shared so much value. You guys need to subscribe to her channels. You guys have to head over to her Instagram, comment on her latest post, DM her and be like, girl, the podcast you did with Laura, like you are such a babe, right? And you will also hear that she herself will soon launch a YouTube course, which I cannot wait for. So definitely, you know, follow her everywhere so you are not missing out on that. And without further ado, here is my favorite podcast episode so far and a badass interview with Michelle B all about YouTube. Oh, and also just before we get started, so you guys don't forget, make sure you screenshot your screen right now. You head over to Instagram, put it on your Instagram stories and tag myself and Michelle so we can see that you are listening to the podcast and it's just always great to actually, you know, see you guys listening to it because obviously, you know, when Michelle and I are recording this, we don't know like who's gonna listen so it's always great to see some feedback so make sure you do that so we know that you guys love you know the episode hopefully so anyway let's get started this is the digital diamonds podcast helping your business shine bright online 
I'm your host, Laura, and I'm a student entrepreneur and YouTuber. I help female entrepreneurs to create standout YouTube channels and show up with the most badass, confident version of themselves online. Let's get you the online visibility and attention that you need to build your own girlboss empire. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Digital Diamonds podcast. So today I am so excited to have Michelle B on my podcast, who is, oh my God, she's one of my favorite YouTubers. She is such a YouTube boss. Like she, oh my God, her videos are just insane. So if you have not subscribed to her channel, like show notes, click the link and just subscribe. So <laughs> Michelle, for anyone who doesn't know you yet, could you introduce yourself? Um, tell us what you do, like your story. And I also love if guests give like fun little random facts because that's my favorite. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so I am Michelle. I make videos mainly on intentional living, um, but I also have a little side baby channel, Channel Notes, and it's where I give people advice on how to do YouTube and how to exceed on YouTube. Um, so I guess one interesting fact about me is that one of my first videos that um, actually did well on YouTube was all about getting my nipples pierced. I always like to check that out when I'm at a YouTube conference or something and people's eyes widen and I'm like, yeah, it's very different from the videos that I make today. Wow. I know that's so funny. Like, um, <laughs> first of all, yes, channel notes, like it's the best um, YouTube advice channel, in my opinion, one of the best ones, definitely. It's amazing. Um, but other than that, like before um, the podcast interview, I like checked again, like your channel, I like checked like your popular uploads and like, I mean, I obviously knew about the video, but it was so funny because like all of your popular oh. uploads are like, how to wake up at 5 a.m. and like like morning routine and habits and then it's like nipple piercing. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so funny. I keep it up there because it's good to look back on and be like, wow, I have come far. But it's so unrelated to anything that I make today. But yeah, I still get comments and stuff on it. So people still find it helpful. So that's good. Why not? Like that's the like that's the magic about YouTube that like I want everyone to know is that even if you uploaded a video like three years ago, it can still get you like traffic. So true. Oh yeah, definitely. And sometimes you'll upload a video three years ago and it won't do that well at the time. And then a year later, like all of a sudden it's just blown up. You just never know what's going to happen. So it's magic. It's absolute magic. So, I mean, obviously guys, we will like Michelle and I, we will talk about YouTube a lot. Um, but Michelle's like, like you're so like interesting obviously and you have like so like you're so knowledgeable like your videos are always so well like researched I feel like there like a lot of like um preparation goes into your videos which is amazing so because like we obviously can't talk about everything but I still am really curious I have like some short questions basically um, I know like a lot of people in their interviews, they do like, like rapid fire questions or something like, I think that's so fun. I've never done that, <laughs> Okay, but I do have some for you. So what is a limiting belief or bad habit or both that you are currently working on? So a limiting belief that I've been working on for some time is that I am not good at parties with people that I don't know. It's a bit of a random limiting belief. It's a bit like <laughs> specific, but that's definitely something that I've been working on. Oh, okay. No, I totally relate. Like I am, I like totally identify with like, I mean, we're like the same. We like get up at like so early and we just like at 8 p.m. We are like, okay, where's the bed? <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> fully. So okay. Uh, what is your favorite mantra? Um, I don't know that I have a favorite mantra. Um, I think maybe a favorite quote mm -hmm. is that um, is an Eleanor Roosevelt quote, and that's um, never let anyone. Uh, what is it actually? Um, <laughs> no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Wow, that's such a good one. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I love that one. What is your favorite journaling prompt? Some of my favorite journaling prompts are from um, Tim Ferriss, actually. So Tim Ferriss, he has a lot of like prompting questions that are really mm. great. Um, and one of them is, what would this look like if it were easy? I love that journaling prompt because my mind likes mm -hmm. to complicate things. So mm -hmm. it's always nice yeah. to take a step back and be like, okay, how can we look at this from an easier perspective? How can this be easy? Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. I mean, like mindset journaling is just the best. So it's, I, I suppose it's really hard to decide on like one journaling prompt. Yeah. There's so many amazing ones. What is your favorite self-help book? <laughs> my favorite self-help book? Mm -hmm. So, okay, I don't know if it is self-help, but I guess I think it fits into the category mm -hmm. is um, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up because it has just been such an important book in my story. I feel like it's helped me so much. Even mm -hmm. though the information isn't maybe that groundbreaking, like minimalism is so normal now, I feel like it mm -hmm. just had such an impact on my life that it's definitely become one of my favorite self-help books and one that's mm -hmm. made a really big difference for me. Wow, I've never read that. I mean, I obviously heard so much about so it. Much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I really, I should, I should. But yeah, by the way, guys, like um, Michelle does like so much stuff on uh, minimalism. You had like a, you have a thirty day, like minimalism yes. challenge, right? Simplify yes. your life or something. Yeah, the Simplify Your Life Challenge. So I did the life-changing magic of tidying up and then I found that there were a few gaps in it because mm -hmm. I like things to be very step-by-step -step and very just like do this, that, and that. Whereas I found it was a little bit too free-flowing for me. So I was like, I'm going to create a challenge that's kind of like the life-changing magic of tidying up, but it's my mm -hmm. own spin on it. Um, and that did really well. And it also really helped me as well because I went along with the challenge with the people um, in my YouTube community. So that was really cool. Yeah. Oh, that is so, so amazing. So you're also a lot about like self-care. So my question, what is your favorite self-care morning routine habit? Yes. Okay. My favorite self-care morning routine habit at the moment, I gave up coffee quite a while ago. So I've replaced that with a massive bottle of water. And honestly, I've found that that has really made me feel good of a morning. So it's been, it's probably my favorite. Oh, self-care morning nice. that is so yeah. good like I I mean I'm obviously like only 20 so I have to say I started drinking coffee like a year ago and my mom no, always that. I know like my, my mom is <laughs> always like like don't don't do it yes totally <laughs> oh, yeah I I kind of um I'm kind of transitioning to chai tea now because I'm Oh, nice. Mm. Well, there's nothing wrong with coffee, really. But it's just for me, it made me feel anxious. So that's mm. why I stopped. But I figure if you have one and it doesn't do anything bad, there's no reason not to drink it. Yeah. No, like I obviously love like in coffee shops, like ordering some lattes. Like that's my favorite thing. ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> What is your number one tip to slay the rest of 2018? I know you made an awesome video about it, which I obviously watched, but can you give us like one tip? Yes, I can give you one tip. <laughs> um, okay. 
I would say do a bit of an 80-20. Um, so figure out the 20% of things that you do that make the biggest of impact and mm -hmm. do those things consistently, but with some self-compassion. Yes. I love that. Like that is such a great tip for us. Um, entrepreneurs because like almost <laughs> everyone who's like listening they're they're like business owners and stuff so yeah. I can totally apply that like for example like with social media like I love tell or like not telling people but you know um encouraging people to kind of like focus down their social media strategy for their business so maybe yeah. that rule could like really apply to that like for example, like the ways, like your sales activities or how you show up, like kind of seeing really what works and then focusing on that. That's so Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you can apply that to almost anything, figuring yeah. out what makes the most impact and doing true. more of it, like absolutely any area of your life. Yeah, true. That That's really great. So, I mean, I could obviously like, oh, I w oh my God, I wish we had like five hours and I could ask you everything. <laughs> But because I love talking about YouTube and you're just like, as I said, an amazing YouTuber, I have a lot, a lot of YouTube questions prepared. So we earlier talked about like your popular uploads and um, I actually checked, like when I checked for the interview, like just to prepare, um, yeah. I saw that one of your recent videos, which is like about paying off your your debt that you like paid off it like it it wasn't even old but it was already like in in the top popular uploads right yeah, like amazing yeah. so like first of all congrats but what's like a question that i suppose so many people are not well they don't really know like how long does it actually take for your channel to kind of take off right like how long did I mean I know it like takes different times for everyone but I feel like I mean that's definitely something for me as well like I in my first months like I just uploaded consistently I really liked my videos but there wasn't any traction coming and like in your head you always think oh like the other youtubers that are big like they must have gotten like so much um engagement from the beginning yeah it's like a thing yeah like what's what's like how was your journey basically yeah no I get you I feel like I even I look at YouTubers now and I'm just like where did you come from you're just all of a sudden so popular I don't understand but no there, there was definitely like a whole journey behind my YouTube channel like I kicked off about four to five years ago now um, mm. and it took me honestly like two and a half years before I really got any traction on YouTube so my first videos I remember they were like, they'd get a few hundred views maybe. I'd get like 12 likes and maybe five dislikes sometimes and like three comments and they'd be from other YouTubers. Like mm -hmm. it took a really long time to get to the point where I was actually getting any kind of traction on YouTube. And I think the main thing that made the difference for me was probably the change in direction on my channel. So I kicked mm -hmm. off doing videos that were all about fashion and beauty and stuff, which isn't really my area of expertise or my area that I'm super interested in. And then I changed it up to um, intentional living. And that's when things started to really work for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, thank you so much for sharing it. Like I, like me personally as a YouTuber, I get really, it's kind of 
a, what do you say, like a reassurance that you are still on the right path, even though like success, success, like quote unquote success, right? You know, um, is not coming as quickly, but that's just how long it takes, I suppose. And um, I suppose that so many like creators give up too quickly or they don't even get started because they think, well, after like a month, oh, it's not happening for me. Like I'm yeah. just not made to be a YouTuber. Yeah, no, definitely not the case. I think consistency is key and it's a really, it's a long game, YouTube. Yes. You can't just do it for a month or two and expect it to blow up. For some people, it absolutely does and that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But for the most of us, it, it's definitely a long game and you have to keep at it for a long time before you start to see any success. Yeah, oh my God. Well, thank you for sharing that because I don't think like YouTubers share that enough, how long it actually took for them to get to a, a stage of like momentum, right? Where it actually like yeah. started to grow because the thing as well, like with YouTube is kind of, like, it's obviously like a snowball effect where once you get momentum, like it just grows quicker and quicker and quicker. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. So, it's exponential growth. Yeah. Yes. The more you grow, the more you grow. That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. No, but that's so like good to kind of hear from like YouTuber. Um, but so my next question, um, we just talked about how you, well, you mentioned, which is actually a um, good transition to the next question. You mentioned that you kind of shifted your niche and then that's when you kind of took off, right? So yeah. like one of my favorite, favorite, favorite videos on channel notes um, are the ones where you talk about niche, like, wow, those yeah. are so good. Right. And I know that niche is something that helped, like helps back so many people that like held me back. Oh my gosh. Like this helped me back. Wow. That, that was no English right now that the English was really bad. <laughs> Sorry, that's a <laughs> lot of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Repeat. That's something <laughs> that holds a lot of people back. And that's something that held me back now now I got it for like yeah. so long to actually start my own channel right um and like I always thought that you needed to have like your niche perfectly figured out before you start and that there is no way to change it like once you started the channel right so yeah. um let's say there's like a life coach listening right now or business coach and they don't really know what to make like videos about it's like except for like business advice or whatever. So what are your top tips for niching down, finding your niche? Yeah, niching down is, it's definitely one of those roadblocks for people. People think that they need yes. to have the absolute perfect niche before they actually kick off on YouTube. Um, my top tips for choosing your niche and working with it over time is think of it like an experiment, I would say. So I think that that's, that's the biggest block. People think that they go on YouTube, they pick a niche and that's it forever, but that's absolutely not the case. You can choose a niche, do it for a few months and then pivot. Like mm -hmm. always keep in mind that you can pivot and always be constantly just reevaluating your channel, making sure that your niche is the right one for you. So like I said, I kicked off on YouTube doing fashion and beauty videos, which really it, it's not my area of expertise. It's not something that I really cared about that much. And I mm -hmm. felt like for so long, so I feel like I'm, I'm, really learned from my mistakes. I felt like for so long that I couldn't pivot. 
And, and it took me so long to get to the point where I was like, yep, okay, I can make intentional living videos. And that's when I saw the success. If I only I'd done that sooner. So I think it's just about, yeah, seeing your niche as a, an experiment and not treating it so seriously. It's absolutely not set in stone. It's something that you can change over time. The only person that's, that's stopping yourself from doing that is you. Yeah. Yes. Amen to that. Like, it's so, so true. And I actually love like how you said seeing it as an experiment, because the thing is that usually if, I mean, if you're like really doing like businessy content, but you know, usually also with like my listeners, we are all personal brands, right? So YouTube, our channel is about us and we like we always develop and especially if we are like entrepreneurs and we are in the whole like personal growth, like space, we develop yeah. even faster. And I mean, like actually that's also part of like one of my freebies, like the nail your niche. That's how I called it. <laughs> nail your niche freebie. And in there also, uh, for example, like I, I, I gave the example of Aaron. I mean, you know, you obviously know Aaron. Aaron, yeah, yeah. You did this amazing collab. But I mean, <laughs> like, she's such a good example as well. Like, she started her YouTube with fitness and now yeah. she's in like entrepreneurship and like personal branding, which I mean, wow. <laughs> that turns Yeah, I know. It's such a change, such a change. <laughs> But that's the thing, when you start on YouTube, like my fashion beauty videos, even though they weren't necessarily the videos that I particularly cared about, they're not the videos that really did that well for me, I still learned so much by making those videos. So you can't really mm -hmm. discount the experience that you get in just creating videos. So sometimes mm -hmm. you just need to take the leap, start creating, realize that it's a journey and then pivot when you need to. Yes. Oh my God, that's so true. And it's also um, with video production, the Like, I mean, okay, you can, I don't know, take classes and whatever, learn theory of filmmaking. That's what we kind of, like, what we are currently doing in uni and it's so boring. Oh, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, the only way to learn video production, which YouTube is, YouTube, I mean, YouTube is, like, film production kind of, right? It's yeah. the only way to learn it. It's by doing it. Like, how, Absolutely. like, one of my favorite quotes, I think, is from Marie, Marie Forleo. It's like... um progress comes from action not thought so true it's so like true. Oh my God. such a good that quote but yeah so treating it treating your niche as an experiment and kind of just creating the the videos kind of that you feel called to create or what do you generally like say for coming up with video i oh my god first of all okay <laughs> no, no i will i will let you talk and then i will like say what I learned from you, what was amazing. So what are like kind of a few tips of you to like come up with good um, content ideas because your content ideas, like your video topics are so unique. I love them. Oh, thank you. Um, my topic ideas, I mean, obviously you get the topics that come to you at the random times, like while you're in the shower, but that's not oh, a yeah. very actionable piece of advice, is it? But it's um, so good. Like, it's so true. <laughs> it is. It is. All those good ideas, they come when you're like going on a walk or just doing mm -hmm. something completely wrong. Um, But no, a lot of the time I actually, I try to bulk brainstorm ideas and I look at what's... What a, I go onto Pinterest usually. Yes. Oh my God. That yeah. is actually what I just wanted to say. That's what oh, I learned. Really? Yes. Because that's what I learned from you. And when I, when you said that in one of your videos on channel notes, my mind was blown. I was oh, like, really? 
how like what like oh my okay so explain to everyone how you do it because it's amazing oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah so there are lots of articles on pinterest you may not realize depending on what you use pinterest for so you might look up um so for example if i was trying to get inspiration for videos on channel notes which is my channel that's all about doing youtube i might look up like self-care habits and then you'd get a whole bunch of articles that'll come up or like little explanational pins. So 13 reminders for single tasking. So I could sort of transform that into 13 reminders for being a productive YouTuber or something along those lines. And you can kind of just go through other people's articles. You can even grab a magazine and do a really similar thing and just transform all the titles so that they apply to your content buckets, what um, videos you make. I found that that's been a really easy way to generate ideas for my YouTube channel really quickly. So, I mean, you're not always gonna get quality ideas from doing that, mm -hmm. but you might get a whole bunch of them and then you might be able to pick out quite a few that will be good videos. I know, like this hack, like when, oh. I still remember how mind blown I was. I was like, wow, like my content game just changed. Oh my God. Like, wow. Like, oh, oh, oh my God. So I'm so happy that we shared that with like the podcast listeners as well, because, oh my God, that's just like the best tip ever. Um, it gives me really original content ideas for sure. Yes. Right. Like, and also guys, I mean, you obviously have to check out uh, Michelle's like YouTube channel, but like the way she, I don't know, like oh, every like video idea, I suppose it's like, it's, it's trendy, but then it's also, it's also like unique, if that makes sense. So that's actually a question I wanted to ask later, but I suppose we can um, like ask it now because it's so like just fits. So what are like, how do you do it? Like, how are you kind of trendy, if that makes sense? Or like you're creating video topics that are relevant right so like videos that you know you know people are looking for but you also are unique like you you do you do it differently if that makes sense yeah um i try to look at things from a different point of view i think mm -hmm. um so I usually have a look at what's out there and I try to think of what people are missing and what questions I still have on particular topics. And then I try to answer them for myself in the form of a video and for, for my audience, obviously, as well in the form mm -hmm. of a video. So I think that's how I have a bit of a unique approach. It may just also be the way that my mind works. I don't know if I have <laughs> anything super actionable. Um, but yeah, I do try to look at things from a different perspective and think, okay, what did they miss in that video that I still have questions about? and and what are topics related to that that I'm still really curious about that I don't really feel has been fulfilled on YouTube because there are definitely still gaps on YouTube that you may not realize are there. There's so much out there on Google, but on YouTube, not so much. And you find that people cover the same topics when mm. in the same kind of videos, like you might have a video about self-care and you'll go into five of them. And they'll all talk about really similar things. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's not meeting my need. What, mm. what could I make that, that fills that gap for myself and for my audience? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that also goes back to always like reevaluating your niche, I suppose. So it always fits you because like same, like you are obviously really passionate about self-care and you are interested in self-care yourself. So, but I suppose if you would make videos about something where you don't really feel aligned with it anymore, maybe you are personally like not really interested in it. So that would be really hard to actually know, okay, well, what, what do I actually you know, need to hear about, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. No, no, that that's like a really good tip. And are you, that's like um, another like random question, but for yeah. entrepreneurs, um, are you spotting any of those gaps or like trends that could be interesting for them right now? Like on YouTube, that's like, I mean, it's, it's fine if you can't come up with anything, but I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, so lately what I've been thinking the most about, and I don't know if it's really a trend is more documentation as opposed to creation. So yes. something that Gary Vaynerchuk yes. talks about all the time. Is that something that all you also work on a lot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that <laughs> that is kind of where people are headed on YouTube. I yeah. feel like the trends, I don't know if they're trends, maybe it, it might just be an ongoing pattern. It's just people documenting themselves going on some kind of lifestyle journey that's the thing that's that's been really big right now there's actually a youtuber i can't remember her name i think it might be like try with lucy or something like that mm-hmm. and she makes videos where she does like little lifestyle experiments for like five days it, she's done it for ages and they've always done really well and i feel like now is when people are really starting to catch on to that trend and make more of those kind of videos like I tried waking up at 5 a.m for two weeks so like I tried keto for a month or that kind of thing like they're trying out different ways of living and documenting it I mean yeah I feel like there's definitely longer experiments that you could do you could document your fitness journey for like six months as opposed to like oh I tried working out for five days but I feel like that's kind of where YouTube's headed and that's certainly where I want to start heading on my channel as well Yeah. Oh my God. First of all, I totally agree. Like I talk about that as well, like so much. Like I know Aaron talks about it all the time. The documenting over creating. It's like, it's such a game changer for consistency as well. Because if you kind of shift your mindset from, oh my God, like I have to come up with this like huge, like original, like, I don't know what, like big thing, right? Shifting that to, oh, I will just document what I'm going through right now. Also because Absolutely. it's so much more authentic, right? And I also see so much more. I mean, that's probably random, but just the this, this shift from how a morning routine was like two years ago where it was all perfect and no one would yes. actually film their morning routines in the morning, but they would like, you know what I mean, right? And now it's yeah. like, Everyone does like vlog style morning routines. I know. Yeah. Oh my God. Like we are literally discussing about the progress of the morning routine on YouTube. Like how nerd. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's totally a thing. I think just people are getting far more into that authentic way of filming and showing their actual life and actually documenting how things go for them. It's a thing. Yeah, it's such a thing. And it's actually good as well for like anyone who wants to start out, who's maybe not like, perfect yet with like epic like videography like just like vlog and especially for entrepreneurs like entrepreneurs maybe even working from home they might think oh like my life is so boring but there's so much you can document and like try out and it's so like interesting to give people like just the behind the scenes like you don't even have to come up with like those amazing like big videos that are like perfect just like vlog like vlogging is just definitely yeah and it's a good one for people that are scared to choose a niche as well it's just like why don't you just document your journey because people love to see it it's really relatable as well lots of people are going through it and they want to see other people that are going through a similar thing to them so yeah wow nice yes I'm glad we touched upon that as well because it's such a big thing definitely yeah that's so good okay cool so um I mean 
it's obviously like still even though like let's say we we would now more document and blah but obviously still people will tell me yeah but it still like takes forever to like film videos and i don't have time for that and blah so i know that you built your two youtube channels channels whilst you worked full-time right yeah so, i really want your view on this excuse like i don't have the time for this and then i also would love to hear how long it actually like really takes for you to like film videos and if you have any time saving tips okay okay mm -hmm. um so when it comes to i don't have enough time for this i think that's just a classic excuse that you can use for absolutely anything mm -hmm. and and i know it's it's the worst advice but sometimes you do just need to raise your standard of yourself mm -hmm. and and be like this is something that i do on a weekly basis this is an expectation that i have for myself and i fulfill it every week i know that that sounds it sounds much easier than it actually is, but that's really the only advice you can give for that. It's just about that prioritization of what you do. Um, mm -hmm. You just need to prioritize making YouTube videos because yeah, you really can't give that. I don't have enough time for absolutely anything, can't you? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And as for how long it actually takes to make videos. So for me, I think I take a long time to make videos. So I may not be the best person to benchmark. Um, my videos on Michelle B, I might take like an hour or two to actually plan them. I'll take only like 20 minutes or so to film. And then editing for me can sometimes take up to like three-ish hours, but it's a very long time. I don't think most YouTubers take that long to film sort of sit down videos. So yeah, but But that's because you have so much like B-roll and all of those like fonts. Yeah. And that's why your videos are so good. Like, I mean, it oh, thank off. you for justifying that for me. <laughs> I always feel guilty. I'm like, oh, I should take less time editing. But you know what? I think I'm just a slow editor and that's okay. <laughs> um, but in saying that on channel notes, my videos take far shorter of a time to edit because channel notes is like my side baby. I don't prioritize it as much as I would love to because mm -hmm. I do have a full-time job. I just need to give myself some self-compassion there and go, you know what? You've just got to get something up. So when I edit something for channel notes, it can take me like 30 minutes to an hour to edit it because it's basically mm -hmm. just letting myself just sit down in front of a camera and then doing a basic cut and then chucking it up on YouTube. So I don't mm -hmm. put as much pressure on myself there. So if, like, if you feel like, oh God, I don't have enough time, that might be a good way to approach it. Maybe lower your standard with when it comes to editing and production, um, mm -hmm. make it as quick of an experience as possible. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do to quicken your YouTube process. So I know mm -hmm. I've tried to do quite a lot to make my whole process a little bit more streamlined. Um, I, what are the things that I've done? I've done lots. Um, I have like a little template in Final Cut Pro X. So mm -hmm. I have a template for my channel notes videos, a template for my Michelle B videos, where it has like all of my titles, all of my like color effects, uh, my end screens, my little Instagram pop-up, everything like that. So I can basically just like copy and paste it into my video. So that's one thing okay. that I do that makes everything a lot quicker mm -hmm. um, because otherwise I'm like searching around for all the different bits and pieces. It's so mm -hmm. much easier if they're all in one place. Mm -hmm. um, and then another thing that I've done is create like a big bucket of B-roll. So I just wanted I, to say that because I, I like, I remember the video where you said that, that like one of your goals, I think it's to have like, But that must be like a few months ago. One of your goals was yeah. like, 
yeah, I want more B-roll. And you were like, yeah, so I will just like start filming myself. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and vlogging as well. So I did like a productive day in my life on my main channel mm-hmm. and I got so much footage that I could use as B-roll out of that. So that's something that I want to do more as well. But just, yeah, filming yourself round and about. I mean, obviously that doesn't apply to all channels, but for my mm-hmm. kind of channel, if I just film myself going about my day, I can use a lot of that as b-roll so mm-hmm. i have this massive like folder on my computer with like every single type of thing that i could be doing <laughs> and then just like little clips of me doing that thing in those folders and i find that so helpful because all i have to do is go into that folder and drag it onto my timeline and it's it's done so i don't have to necessarily film new b-roll for every single video although obviously keeping it fresh is good too mm. oh my god yeah. that's such a good tip though because Oh, I also like sometimes I get lazy with editing and I'm like, oh, I just won't use B-roll. But it's it's kind of a pain to watch videos like when you I mean, okay, I have to admit, like often when when I know it's like a talking video, I will just like put it on the side and do something else. But if you actually want to sit down and only watch a YouTube video, it is really hard to watch a video where you don't have B-roll. Like it's impossible. Totally. Well, they say that it's like after every seven seconds or something, you need to be changing the image on the screen, whether it be with a title screen or with B-roll. So Mm. definitely makes it easier to watch when you've got things consistently moving and changing on the screen rather than just a big old talking head. Mm, I know. I'm definitely not doing it every seven seconds. (laughs) I know. It's hard. It's hard. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, how much B-roll can I put in this video? But it, it can be worth it for that audience retention. Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, yeah. I wanted to say something as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. You said yeah. about um, changing. I, I love that, right? Because that's also something when I work with clients, right? I always make them journal. Um, journal out like their dream, like YouTube channel, how it looks like, what they do for it. Like, you know, all of that stuff, right? Yeah. And then I also like let them journal on like, so what person do I have to become to create that channel? Like, it's a lot about seeing yourself as a person where it's so normal for me to sit down and edit for an hour or it's so That's it. for me to like film myself. Like it's all about like getting the identity of being a YouTuber. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that actually. That's such a good activity for someone to do. It's just about, yeah, having that standard of I am a person that creates a YouTube video every week. And if I don't, it, it's a disappointment. Like it's a big deal if I don't do it. You know, you just have to create that that sort of standard for yourself that that's just something that you do and get into the habit of it, I guess, which does take, take some time. But once it's in your routine, it just becomes so normal. Mm-hmm. I know, right? I mean, it's the same as with, I don't know, let's say you want to be on Instagram stories every day it's like a habit like for me now it's a habit to like be on there all the time like it doesn't take that much um effort I mean you are like the you are like a pro in like habits and stuff so (laughs) I don't know about that I mean I know a lot about them but behavior change for anyone is difficult Mm, yeah but it's definitely like shifting into that identity of you know like being just, just like again like how you said as well with your favorite journaling prompt what if it was easy? Like, what if it was easy to like create this amazing video? Like, how would I yeah. think about it? What would I do? And no, that's so good. Like, again, like journaling is just like magic. Journaling is magic. Just, yeah, it's got a lot of journal prompts. Yeah, so good. Okay, so a really juicy question right now. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> 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 I'm like, yeah. 
So I love that boy. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, like, I mean, I obviously love all of your videos, but what I thought was so great, and I hope you will do like one of those videos again soon on channel notes where you kind of review um, how your main channel does. Like, yeah, because like views and also like brand deals. And, you yeah. know, obviously, like my listeners, me included, we would love to eventually like monetize YouTube. So, yeah, what income streams are your favorite right now? And what are great income streams that maybe every entrepreneur could start using when they start out? Like, they don't have to wait until they have like so and so many like subscribers. Yeah. Okay. Um, income is actually something that I'm currently still on a journey with. So mm -hmm. I kind of talk about that in my little review videos on channel notes. It's still something that I'm working on because I know that I have potential to create a lot more income than I already do on my channels. Mm -hmm. So something that I'm doing at the moment actually is going through is a documentation, not creation type videos, mm -hmm. um, going through my monetization journey on channel notes. So I've nice. actually just started that process at the moment and I'm going through like things like affiliates, um, proposing to brands and all that kind of stuff just to show all the different types of monetization is what I want to do um, so that'll be like in the coming months on channel notes so yeah. That's, oh, yeah it'll be awesome I'm actually really excited and it holds me accountable as well so mm -hmm. <laughs> it'll be really good um, so my favorite income stream which is the one that I probably it, I have less of is my little ebook that I have on Michelle B. It's just a, a short ebook. It's for my 30 days to simplify challenge. Um, yeah. It goes along with the challenge where people can um, every day they have a new page and they can go through all of the questions and all of the prompts and all the information mm -hmm. and go through that challenge in the form of an ebook as well as in the form of videos on my channel. So I love that form of income stream just because it's in my control completely. Um, I don't have anyone sort of telling me what I need to put in the YouTube video. Um, it's something that I can promote when I want to. It, it's, it's just completely under my control. I think that's why I love it so much, but it's also the income stream that I probably have the least of. So I would say if you were starting out on YouTube and you want to start making money, your own product is probably the best way to go in the form of like an ebook or an online course. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously brand deals and all the rest of it, they are great, but just having something that is completely under your control is the best. Yeah, totally. And I mean, like, obviously, as an entrepreneur, you have products and services. So yeah. I feel like whenever people, I don't, I mean, it's probably just my view, but whenever people think of, oh, yeah, I should maybe like start a channel, they only think about like sponsorships and, you know, AdSense and that really stuff where didn't you just notice yet that that isn't the like, Thing, right like AdSense isn't that great like it's not about that yeah. it's actually about funneling people to your product like you don't like say you are like a business coach and you do like high ticket coaching you don't even need many subscribers to have like two really great clients and then on that one video you're so good you provide so much value and you're like oh guys by the way if you love this video like go into the description and check out my new program like that's all you have to yeah. do like people don't realize that right yeah and and even with my ebook like i barely really promote it it's still just attached to all my old videos but it still gets consistent like sales on a yeah. weekly basis which is amazing and i think people don't realize how much more money you can actually make with products as opposed to brand deals and adsense people think that adsense is like this 
huge amount of money that YouTube is mm. earning when in reality it's it's a pretty small percentage of your whole income mm. you know so yeah. products is definitely where I need to start developing more and I would recommend anyone kicking off on YouTube to concentrate more on products mm. less on the brand deals and the AdSense yes absolutely and like the thing as well which as you said like even though you don't promote it a lot, it still gets sales. And that is because maybe you mentioned it like in a video, I suppose like yeah. obviously your challenge and those videos, because it's YouTube, right? Because it's, it works for you on autopilot. Like that's, yeah. oh my God, that's what I want everyone to know. And people don't realize that when you create a video that ranks, that gets traffic and you lead people to a product, then that's how you make income on autopilot without doing like anything. Like it's, exactly. It's yeah. I, it's, it's a pretty, it's pretty awesome. Like I have my ebook and it's just sitting in the background. I created it like a year ago or something now, and it still just earns me income and I don't really think about it at all, but people still yeah. get a lot of value about it. I still get a lot of messages about it. So it's awesome. I know. Like, and that's just such a good reminder that, you know, like the opportunities really to use YouTube are like endless. Like you can be so yeah. creative with creating videos specifically around your products or like, like creating a product for a video series like you did. And yeah. like you can just be, oh my God, you can be so creative. So I love it. So so um, so I would also love to ask you from a creator perspective, because like the big thing people say is like, oh, it's too late to start a channel now, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yes. from, from a creator perspective, what do you think about like the future of YouTube? And I mean, you, you probably do think yes, but is it still like, is it, is it worth it to start a YouTube channel now? Or is it too late? <laughs> Yes, of course it is. I think it's never too late to start. Yeah. Now is always a good time. Um, mm -hmm. I think that YouTube is only going to get bigger. Video is only getting bigger. And video is honestly yes. the best way to connect with people, in my opinion, even though blogs are so, so great. Um, I love reading. I'm actually, it's funny, I'm, I'm more of a reader than I am a video watcher, but I think that wow. people connect with you on a stronger level when you make videos. And that's just it's always going to be the way it is. You can write in as emotive way as possible, but people are always going to connect with you more as a human being and trust you more and like you more if they see you on video and they see you on YouTube. So I just feel like YouTube's only, only going up from here and it's absolutely never too late to start. I think they say there's more people now hitting 100K every day than ever. So, I mean, that's probably because the platform's also gotten bigger, mm -hmm. but definitely don't discount it just because there already is so many people on YouTube. Yeah, like I have also read, no, I've not read it. I took like a course. Do you, you probably know, do you know Sean Cannell from Think Media TV? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's amazing, right? And I took yeah. one of his, like I, I went to the like video ranking academy training. Okay. I don't know if he said it in a video or in there. I can't remember. But he had this really interesting statistics. I think it was, oh my God. I think it was, it was definitely about the e-commerce in the U.S., Yeah. And that right now, e-commerce is only like 10% of the whole commerce. So even if you'd think like, well, like brand deals, like it's already like so big and like, you know, that's like such a big thing and, and all the brand deals are already taken or whatever, but it's not true. Like it's only the beginning. Oh, totally. Like brands yeah. are actually, I mean, even 
let's say you want to do like the brand sponsorships, right? Not that you only do YouTube for that, but it's like obviously something that people think about, right? But it's it's literally that it's only um, the beginning. Yeah. So I love that you mentioned that as well. And one thing I just, it just came to my mind because I am honestly so not interested in the whole like YouTube drama, but okay, I watched oh, like God. one video. <laughs> I watched like one video on it. We all watched one video and then got into a trap. It's awful. <laughs> I know, right? And I just, I must say, I'm really kind of sad as well because now I feel like a lot of people might think that if you want to like if you start a youtube channel like that's what you will become you will become like one of those like youtubers and you will get into the drama but like i mean i think you're like the best example that you can have like your own hub on youtube like you don't have to do all the pranks and challenges and like weird clickbait videos yeah why do people actually watch them anyway like i don't even sometimes i'm like why like why do they And then the most popular stuff on YouTube as well. It's crazy. I know, right? But what's like your take to not get like discouraged by stuff like that? Um, Honestly, I think it's what you said. So just find your own little space. It's kind of like you can have your own little world on YouTube. Mm -hmm. There are so many different little bubbles on YouTube that you may not even know about, like the filmography bubble and the photography bubble. Like they are so separate from the challenges from the, um, I don't know, all the drama videos and like spill the tea videos. There's just so many different little hubs on YouTube that you can join. And it's absolutely not about those main videos. Like Mm. that's so out of my world right now. I don't even think about it. I feel like I'm in the bubble with like Lavender and and Rachel Yay. Lee and Erin, like all of these beautiful people, and and there's no tea to be spilt there, and and it's fabulous. Like yes. you can definitely stay out of that drama. You just need to make sure that you pick your niche and and you pick a space where there's like a little separate hub outside yeah. of that. Totally, and yeah, and also realizing that I think it could maybe be a fear or like kind of a belief of some people that oh, but now if I start like a channel for my business, now everyone will think like I want to become like the next, I don't know. Oh. I don't, I don't even know like yeah. how <laughs> people are, but you yeah, know what I, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I kind of get what you mean. I think that they are kind of the face of YouTube. A lot of the mm-hmm. YouTube drama, that's what people associate YouTube with, but you have to dig a little deeper and get into those little hubs because there's so much more to YouTube than just challenges and, and all the tea videos. Like there's so much more to it. I know. Like for example, like, okay, let's get really nerdy for a second, but like, <laughs> I, I'm so obsessed. Like I am, I mean, I'm 20, right? I'm not, I don't want kids right now, but yeah, I fair know. enough. Like, I love like those channels where it's like kind of mom content where it's like about cleaning and about yeah. like home decor and I'm just yeah. like oh my god <laughs> live for it yes totally but that's it it's like I feel like all of the drama stuff it's like the TMZ of mm-hmm. the internet almost you know like there's just so much more to the internet you can't just judge it on that those few videos or those few people no yeah you totally you totally can't and oh my god I'm just like see I could talk about YouTube forever and I'm just I just love like I adore YouTube so much isn't it well anyway I like what like YouTube is also my TV like I I must say like it's probably not the best for a creator to consume that much content right (laughs) but it's just like addicting and it's just like amazing and 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually did a course recently and um, he said that, um, you know how they say, if you want to be a writer, you need to read a lot of books. Mm. Um, so this is Tim Schmoyer and he said, if you want to be a YouTuber, you need to watch a lot of videos. So you may not be doing the wrong thing there. Mm. I think it's so long as you're kind of like, also looking at it from an analytical point of view and you're thinking, okay, so why did this video do so well? Like why are people watching this video and what editing techniques are they using that I could also kind of like steal and make my own? Yeah, I know. Oh my God. You know, when you just said that, the analyzing part, I just realized that I totally skipped one question that I really want to ask you. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, Sorry, you okay? I just, I just totally, I just totally um, dropped my headphones. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> um, no, um, but when you just said analyzing, okay, so I have this thing, right? Um, yeah. Where I like analyzing video styles is my favorite thing. Like I have like in my niche freebie, and that's also something like I love like talking about and writing about teaching about it's like how to figure out your video style and that's also where you are like one of my favorite examples because when I look at your channel I have or just when I see your video popping up it's so well branded it's so in like in your style that it immediately pops out and also it's you you probably do you know Kaylin Nicholson yeah I do yeah 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 Yeah. also she like she has such a unique video style and I'm just so obsessed with analyzing that and kind of you know figuring out like okay how did they do that like you know what I mean like it's I'm just like so nerdy about that but anyway so do you have any tips on how people can figure out their video style and also I want to know how long it took you to figure out your kind of style I mean I don't even know if you realize that you have such a strong style I feel like often it's something where it's like yeah that's just how I edit right but you know what I mean (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah I didn't I think the one thing I would say that's like really actionable about figuring out your style this is a shameless self-plug I have um a whole video on how to um define your video style I think it's just creating your style guide for your YouTube channel I would really recommend doing Mm -hmm. that if you're looking for like a sort of aesthetic that you want to give off with your YouTube videos I I love that video it's so good yeah (laughs) thank you I'm glad that you like it yeah it's all about basically just it's almost like treating your YouTube channel a little bit like you would treat your Instagram page. You know how people, they have like all their Instagram photos are matching and they're all themed and everything like yeah. that. I think not enough people really take that and do it on YouTube as well. And also think intentionally about what color story they want to tell with their videos and what kind of imagery they want in their videos and, and what vibe they want to give off. So I think those are really important questions to think about and create a yes. little style guide for yourself with your color story and your fonts and and make sure that it's all intentional and link back to what vibe you want to give off with your Mm -hmm. videos I think that's sort of something that's helped me to create a kind of specific style on YouTube yes yeah no no but that's like so true that's also again also for me shameless (laughs) self-promo that's also something I actually do with my clients okay okay amazing I like I create um like a YouTube Pinterest board. So yeah. where you can like pin all the, like the moods, the, the, if they have like any colors, patterns, structures, anything. And then we create this branding guide with filters oh. and like fonts and colors. And you know, it's something that 
I feel like so many people are not even realizing how important it is, especially on YouTube, because it's such a visual platform. Like it's video. So you have like, you just have to do it. And otherwise you just lose out. Like you lose out. No, you, you, you miss out. You miss out (laughs) on so many, like on such big potential, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. And it's also Mm -hmm. just a, it's like a, I guess it's a branding thing. It's you want people to recognize you. You want to be the person that stands out because of the way that you do your videos or the colors that you always use in your videos or the imagery that you use. And I feel like you can just become a more consistent presence by Mm -hmm. honing in your style on YouTube. Absolutely. Like your videos, for example, I mean, I I know, like I don't even have to think about like your videos are like light and they have like a light, like a bit of a like pink slash purple like kind of yeah like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and then I think of for example Kayla Nicholson and I immediately think of like gray dark yes and like kind of cold blues as well she is yeah yeah I use her as an example as well I always think about her videos because she her channel it looks like a little bit of an Instagram feed like she's done a really good job with her branding yes like it's just it's just so good or also like right now I think also Erin really great with doing like the whole black and gold and metallic I went to her house and I was like whoa your room is literally your vibe like (laughs) (laughs) she really captures her brand in her home decor it's great yes like so many things so many little things as well that you could do it's like in your video background like let's say you have a setup like really honestly like consciously think about what do you put in the background like yeah those little things make a big difference like it's not it's not like having the extremely best camera and having the best editing like you can do so many little things really easily as well yeah definitely and there's so much that you can do with your background to create that color story and Mm -hmm. give off that vibe that you want to give and even putting like personal items in the background of your video can be good to be like hey this is what I'm interested in you know like you just connect with your viewers in another way yes there is a Oh my God, I actually have to write that down right now that I don't forget to link it in the show notes. Um, but there is a video. F- um, do you know Sunny Leonard Doozy? You probably do. I do. I don't really watch many videos of hers, but yeah. 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 And she did a video which was so good where she was like, how to like create your own like YouTube home like setup. And yeah. in there she also said like she, she created her video setup and she like took people along and she also like put like she really explained it really well why it's so important to like consciously pick like the items that relate to your brand and what you're talking about. And it's like so cool how creative you can be. Oh yeah, totally. And it says so much about you really. It's just another way to like tell people who you are with your background, I feel. Like that's why I think for creatives, YouTube is just like the best because I mean, guys, if you if you didn't like realize that, like you can be creative everywhere. You can be creative with like your pre-production, so how you set everything up, how you plan, how you like what videos you do, then you can be creative when you produce. So how you talk, like Michelle, like what I love about your videos is that are they're like short and sweet, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Like that's really what makes you stand out as well. And then, you know, in post-production, all of the filters and the editing and the, like, oh my God, like the fonts, you can just, in every stage of the production, you can be creative and different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just so much opportunity to express yourself, I think. Yes, like, oh, I get so excited. Okay. So (laughs) 
my last question, okay, my second last question for you <laughs> is um, what's one piece of advice you want to give my listeners who are female entrepreneurs, right? They yeah. have like usually online businesses. So they're like life coaches, business coaches, social media managers. They are, have like personal brands online and they also want to bring more of their uniqueness to your, to their social media. Right. Because that's why I'm so obsessed with like what we just talked about, like analyzing people that are really unique. Right. Because yeah. it's so easy to just copy others. So what's like one piece of advice that you have to be more unique on social media? Okay. I would say get really intentional Mm -hmm. um, so actually think about how you want to present yourself online and what message you want to give people with your branding and with your visuals. I think that's really important because visually standing out can make a big difference. Um, but aside from that, I would say also just know what your values are, know what your beliefs are, know mm -hmm. what your creation story is and remind people of those things. Often. Yes, I think that's really important because you need to yeah, show people who you are and you need to remind them often because you're constantly just having new people come on board and you also want to hone that message into your audience as well. Mm -hmm. No, like I totally agree. And actually, okay, one, one more thing I really want to say, like getting yeah. again, really a bit nerdy here, but no, 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 that's, that's something... Uh, oh my god okay <laughs> so because I'm because I'm weird and because I'm obsessed I love teaching the concept when you have like your personal brand I okay so I love to explain it that I mean I, I'm honestly not a fashion person but I just like to explain it that way so imagine yeah. your brand you have like your core like for you it might be you know, your self-care or personal development that's like your core message your core yeah. content And that's kind of your plain outfit, right? But then, right, but, and that's like that plain outfit, probably like a hundred of people also wear that because that's just a plain outfit. But then if you really consciously, specifically pick accessories, right, that you love that really fit you, then you actually stand out. So when it comes to like a personal brand, I love to call them so-called like brand accessories. And those are like the things that you consciously or unconsciously share with your audience that kind of gives them something to relate. So for example, yeah. like going with Kayla Nicholson, like some of her brand accessories, obviously Bentley, her, yeah. her amazing Toronto apartment that she loves coffee, that she loves fall, like those, those things that don't necessarily are like the, the core thing. Have. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I love I love yeah, that. Right? Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, yeah. sorry. You guys. Oh, no, 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 no. I just, no, I just want to say that that's kind of how I explain it. You know, yeah, so that I love that. that. That's a really great way to put it. Um, mm -hmm. Have you, you probably have heard of Primal Branding. Oh, is that a book? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a book. Yeah, I have yes. heard, but I didn't. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to write it down. So I, yes, write it down. It's actually, it's really good. It's something that I've been diving a little deeper into lately. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all hyped up on having done Tim Schmoyer's course. So I'm probably repeating a lot of his messages here. <laughs> um, 
but he talks a lot about primal branding and they have in primal branding, there's things like icons, there's things like rituals. So icons could be Bentley. He's, he's like an icon. Um, or it could be like, for me, I have my icon is like my little son. I try to use that a lot. And then rituals (laughs) is like for Kayla Nicholson. She has a really good ritual with, I think she still does it. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think she kicks off her videos with like a quote. Yes, she does. Yeah. So that's like one of her rituals that she has. Like she has really got all of those primal branding details down. Like Mm -hmm. it kills it. So I feel like, but I love the, the fashion metaphor kind of, I reckon that works really well. No. Oh my God. But I'm, I'm like glad because I like in the personal branding slash business space, I feel like not a lot of people talk about those details, but the thing is that, yeah, they do like, oh my God, like that's why I'm like so obsessed with it as well, because like, I suppose Kaylin, like she probably doesn't even do it intentionally, but by us analyzing those things and then trying to implement our own things into our brands that can make the biggest difference yeah it's so true and that's the frustrating thing is that some really successful youtubers they have all of these elements these amazing elements that they've just not even thought about and you're like oh how did you do that how did that just fall together so naturally for you and then here I am on the side like hmm what what could my icon be what are my accessories let me do a brainstorm about this Uh I know but I mean luckily we we do like recognize it so we can leverage those things and I think here as well like I mean that's also something we like talked about so much like right now on the podcast is that you can only figure out those things I mean sure you can plan and you can brainstorm but the only thing you can really do as well is like just try out different things show different things like do actually do and then analyze your behaviors and like see like common themes that pop up like for example what I did as well when I was firstly like years ago figuring out like a title for my blog what I did I went to my mom and and, like two friends I was like okay like what are random things that pop up in your mind when you think about me you know wanting to to like figure out like what's that that makes me like unique and people were like well like you definitely like love unicorns (laughs) and you love Nutella and (laughs) those those little things and when you share them with your audience if someone is looking for a YouTube coach, for example, right, or a personal branding person, and they also love unicorns, they feel so much, even though it's a tiny thing, but they do naturally feel more drawn to me because, you know, we relate to people that are like, yeah. Yeah, no, so true. I I love that. I think it is those little things that do make a big difference and they build that connection with your audience as well, don't they? Like you don't realize the impact of those, those tiny details. No, you don't. But it's just, uh, oh my God. Okay. I could talk about that for hours. Yeah. And if you're, you too, like, it's just, oh my God, we're so like, <laughs> I, I, I love that though. That, that's yeah. great. Like, it's, oh my God. Like just like sitting down and like analyzing all of your favorite YouTube channels and being like, oh, that's her brand accessory. <laughs> yes. Yes. But then they don't even do it intentionally. I know. Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, she doesn't even know that that's <laughs> she's just killing it in the brand she... accessories space and she has no idea <laughs> I know, right? okay so after oh my god after all of this amazing value you brought here and knowledge and our really nerdy discussions and oh i just loved everything so besides um subscribing to your two youtube channels how yeah. can my listeners connect with you how can they support you are there any maybe 
cool products on the way, challenges on the way, anything to look out yes. for? Yes. Um, well, you can connect with me on Instagram as well if you'd like. Mm -hmm. I'm just at Michelle B. Um, products on the way. I am actually working on a beginner's guide to YouTube course. I'm so excited ah! about that. Yes. So working Whoa! on my products, making yeah. sure that I'm actually creating my own revenue stream, but also providing value. Um, so that is currently in the works. I've been filming like a mad woman this weekend and I'm hoping to have it out within the next month. So I'm super excited to get that up. That is amazing. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. Before the like um, podcast episode, I was showering. Wow. Like I shower. Well, you <laughs> what, right no. but like you remember how we like earlier you said like the best ideas like come under the shower or you just like think about random things. I literally yeah. under the shower, I was like, why is like Michelle not created a YouTube course yet? And yes, now you say it and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> it's on the way. It's on the way. I'm super excited. It's yeah. Hopefully it's going to be very helpful. So that's coming in hopefully the next month. Oh my God. That it's like, it will be so amazing as well for people to like do that before the new year. So they can like start off new year. Yes. Strong. Yes. yes. All of the things. Oh my God. <laughs> it will be so good as well. Like I'm so excited for you to bring that out. And like, because I, I mean, of course there are also like other YouTube courses, but because YouTube is so As we said, like it can be such an individual thing. I feel like every YouTube coach or strategist, they all see it differently and they all bring new ideas. So like, true, so true. I and I feel like for my channel, like I'm targeting people that are more um, educational YouTubers or helpful YouTubers or YouTubers that are really like providing value with their content. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I, it's a little bit specific there, whereas other YouTube coaches might target just anyone and everyone like gamers kids channels all of the channels mm -hmm. and I feel like everyone has a different experience on YouTube as well like a lot of YouTube coaches have different experiences in their own YouTube channels so there's just yeah there's so much information to learn I know right and yeah it's just it's just really amazing so thanks so much for being on the podcast no worries oh it was God. awesome to be here it's, it's been great wow amazing amazing so if you listened until here, which I suppose most of you guys did because this interview was filled with so much motivation for YouTube, like I don't know about you, but I'm now so pumped up to create amazing video content. And honestly, guys, it would help us like Michelle, it would help my podcast so much if you would take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and putting it onto your Instagram stories and tagging the both of us. Also, it would help me so much if you could head over to Michelle, let her know that, you know, the episode was amazing, that you loved it because that also like that obviously shows to my podcast guests that, you know, their time that they spent here being interviewed was actually, you know, worth it and that they get some new followers, new fans. And I'm sure you love Michelle just as much as I do. So <laughs> make sure you head over to her social media. And if you're new to the Digital Diamonds, then make sure you hit subscribe and stay tuned for episodes all about personal branding, YouTube, entrepreneurship, social media, all of those fun things. And yeah, thanks so, so much for listening. And you will hear from me in the next episode on the Digital Diamonds podcast. Bye.